Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we are going to be talking about America being divided and a prophetic word that was just, just, well, by the time you hear this, two days ago, 10-23-2018, the audible voice of God came and spoke to Marty Breeden. Now, I have to tell you the story, and then I'm going to, I was hoping to have him on the radio today, but he woke up with a migraine headache yesterday, so we had to delay it. Today, I was not able to get a hold of him. So, I'm going to tell you what he was going to tell you. I still plan him have him on here soon talking about this. Okay, let's back up so that I can kind of give you a running start on what happened. He says that on Friday, July the 17th of 2015, I went into a complete acute respiratory failure, into a perfect storm of health issues all at once, and at the same time, I was 51 years old. I had been a full-time police officer, and I'm going to skip part of it here. I went into Code Blue twice. He says, all of a sudden, I was going through a tunnel. When I came out of the tunnel, I immediately heard the undeniable voice of the Lord speak to me and say, my church does not really believe I'm coming back soon. Now, if you're going to understand this audible word that he was given two days ago, you got to get, really, A, that he's a prophet. Uh, as I just called him a prophet, and I, I believe God has called him to be a prophet. So with that understanding, I believe he's a prophet. And as I was reading these, as a matter of fact, even as I'm reading it now, I'm feeling the anointing, which is confirming this, brothers and sisters, my opinion is of God. Now, Let's get this carefully because some real, real important information is coming here in just a moment. So he heard, my church does not really believe I'm coming back soon. He repeated, my church does not really believe I'm coming back soon. Okay, let's pause for a second. In my opinion, and I think that kind of counts for something since IR prophecy, in other words, for the last 40 years, that's what I've done, 40 years of studying it, 30 years of teaching it, 25 years of doing full-time radio, daily radio on it. I, I think I've earned the right to say I'm fairly familiar with it. And in my opinion, I think that most of the people listening right now will have the opportunity to deny Jesus in your lifetime. You will have the opportunity to take the mark. And if you can live long enough, and frankly, most of us won't, but if you can live long enough, you'll probably see the return of Jesus. It's that soon. Now, to the point here. He repeated, my church does not really believe I'm coming back soon. The whole point of this is about timing. The whole point of this is to try to tell us that he's coming back real soon without telling us the exact date. Why doesn't God give us an exact date? Well, that's a whole other program for perhaps another day, but that's basically because it's sort of up to us. It, it's up to mankind to continue to fall until it reaches the point to where the Antichrist comes along, until it reaches the point to where Jesus has to return or no flesh would be saved. So let's go on to the point here. Finally, I raised my hand to get his attention like a school child, and I said, Lord, yes. We do believe you're coming back soon. We read about it, sing about it, study about it, pray about it. Lord, we do believe you're coming back soon. It was then that the tone of the Lord's voice changed. And he said, my church does not believe I'm coming back soon. For if they did, they would not be living as they are. So what's he saying? He's trying to urge people to get ready, but it's also having to do with timing. Now let's go to the next incident. 
That was July 17th. On September 15th, this is, you know, just a short few months after this, he said, this was my first night in the UVA care facility. I had a vision of a small oval-shaped bright light. It began to get bigger and bigger and bigger until finally I realized I was standing in a large football stadium at night, all alone, without anyone else present. All right, hold on. I've never seen a light come into the room. I've never had that kind of a vision. The visions I have are brief. They are less than a blink of an eye, with exception of a couple. But they, I still see the room around me. I've never had one of those room disappear and you're there type situations. Uh, I've heard of them, but I haven't. However, when someone says a light came into my room, that's credible. But when the whole room disappears and they are at that location, that's a 10. <laughs> In terms of credibility, that's a 10. When that happens, you can count that as in the bank. That's on the deposit slip. You can count on it. That one's from God. That does not happen with the devil. That only happens with God. Now, we got to understand what he's saying. We got to get this message. We are the last generation, brothers and sisters. We have to be ready. So let's go on. So I was standing in a large football stadium at night, and I looked up and the scoreboard, and I saw 213. Immediately, I heard the voice of the Lord say, my church should be living as though this is the two-minute warning. He says he's a big football fan, and to him, it meant that things are running out of time. However, what does that 213 mean? What does the 213 mean? Well, this particular vision uh, happened, actually, I gave the date wrong. It actually happened August 15th of 2015. So at this point, I was thinking, well, I wonder if that 213 means two years, 13 months. But if you add two years, 13 months to the day he had that, which was August 15th of 2015, it comes up to September 15, 2018. Uh, nope, that's already passed. That's not it. And that, of course, certainly wouldn't be talking about the return of Jesus. Now, the point to remember at this point, Jesus is trying to tell us to get ready. That is really close. And he is shoving some time warnings in front of Marty Breeden. Now let's go to what happened two days ago, and then I'll bring you up to date with some other things. 10-23-2018. Marty Breeden emailed this to me, and I've discussed it with him, but I'm trying to get him on the air to do it. We'll, we'll talk about it as soon as we can. He says, I saw America divided. In this dream, perfectly divided right down the middle. Whether this is spiritual, ideological, physical, I don't know. It just appeared as though I was lifted up above the United States. Half of the land looked completely desolate. It was gray and ashen. I saw no life, no buildings, no trees, no wildlife, completely decimated. I saw groups of Christians gathering together in what appeared to be safe areas or camps. The leaders were strategically planning how to minister in the midst of this chaos. Outside of the camp, there was great upheaval and internal struggle. I saw the gross darkness. I saw the perversion. I saw people I have met who had committed suicide. Many will commit suicide during this time, he says. And by the way, he's not the first one to see any of this. I saw the demon possessed trying to infiltrate the camps of the Christians. The Christians were given supernatural wisdom, supernatural power, and they walked with great love. 
Just as the Christian walked in the supernatural power of God, those who were not saved and given over to, over to lasciviousness were walking in the supernatural perversion and hatred that was demonic. I saw many encounters between the two. I saw and heard the Christian leaders admonish the people, do not be as Lot and allow your righteous souls to be vexed as those who pitch their tents near Sodom and Gomorrah. I saw the powerful move of God. They operated much like the early church, but the emphasis was on winning the lost. Because of that which had happened and was happening, there was a unity of spirit among the believers. They worked together to perform the will of God and the works of God. Now, before I get to the next audible word, this is right after that, let me just say a couple of things. Marty's not the first person that has seen America split. As a matter of fact, let me jump to that. Uh, a few years ago, we had Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez from Puerto Rico come and make a DVD. You can watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com, or you can order the disc at prophecyclub.com. It's called Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake by Ephraim Rodriguez. He had been shown a vision that a large meteor will hit Mona Island, which is a small deserted island just west of Puerto Rico, causing a tsunami about a thousand foot high at Puerto Rico. But it will go up the eastern seaboard and it will hit anywhere from 200 to 400 foot high. And when it hits the east coast of America, going inland anywhere from 20 to 100 miles inland, destroying the whole east coast. But where it hits is an earthquake fault which runs right up the Mississippi River Valley to the Great Lakes and will split America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico and much of the West Coast from California to Alaska will fall into the ocean. So this guy's coming. I thought, well, in the mouth of two or three three witnesses, let a thing be established. If he's the only one who's seen this, don't have to pay attention. So I did a little research on the Internet, and I was shocked. I was shocked by what I found. I found, no, there wasn't just one or two people that saw a large meteor hit near Puerto Rico. I found six people. Six. Now, get a load of this. We're not talking about meteors that hit in China or Russia or Mexico. How do you get six people that all see a large meteor hit near Puerto Rico? That's pretty specific. I found four people that saw a tsunami hit east coast of the United States and in a phone conversation just to get it today, I talked to another lady and she also, so I should really say five people, saw a tsunami hit east coast of the United States. And I found six people that saw America split into pieces. Three people saw large chunks of California fall into the ocean. Now here it is, here it is. And for this DVD, I saw nine people that saw that the reason America was split is because America split Israel. The name of that DVD is Meteor, the Destruction of America by yours truly. Now to the audible voice. So Marty says on 1023 of 18, so he has the dream. He sees America split and he sees the land decimated. After the dream, as he woke up, Now, again, this is some of the questions I want to ask him when I get him on the radio. But he says here, immediately upon waking up. So that says to me, he's awake. All right, so he has this dream. He wakes up. He got the picture. He wakes up. 
That's even more credible. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying these words very powerfully. And he says, this, my friends, is word for word what I heard. So I'm going to read these slow so you can get it. Son. Oh, hang on, hang on. I've got to explain one more thing. Okay, so I called him about this 2.13. And I said, do you think that could be two years, 13 months? Well, after discussing it, we see, no, that can't be. I said, well, Marty, you have to understand that these dreams and visions you're having, the audible voice of God coming to you, A, you're a prophet, B, every one of these has to do with the timing. And I said, so I'm asking you to come on the radio, and let's talk about this on the radio, which he agreed, and I'll get him on here. But that was uh, the day before. The, the very night we had that discussion, or I should say the next morning, is when these words came to him, meaning, and I talked to him about this. I said, you realize, Marty, that this is the audible voice of God telling you specifically to go on Prophecy Club and to tell this, and in general, to go out and tell this to the rest of the people, whether they listen or whether they don't listen, and he agreed. Again, I wanted to have him on to where we can discuss this, and I still plan to, but that's we don't have him right now. So anyway, let's get to what he heard. He said, I heard, son, do not be afraid to speak of the lateness of the hour, nor of the desolation to come. I have told my prophets, my watchmen, my servants, and my handmaidens to warn, and they have. In mercy, I always warn. I always warn. Do not be afraid of what the world says, and do not be afraid of what some of my own people say. You speak forth what I show you, and that which I have put into your mouth. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Tell them, I am coming soon. For I have said in my word, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Now, pause. Hang on just a second. Yes, there's a time when the sun goes out. But in reference to the other thing he's talking about, I think the darkness is referring to evil. Now let's go on. The darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now in this case, I don't think he's talking about the morning star. I think he's talking about holiness, righteousness, and miracles. Yes, his glory is also the morning star. We'll talk about that another day, too. There's one more sentence, and then I'm going to repeat this. But do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Now, you hear those words, if you faint not? See, brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this program on a regular basis, as I've said before, you are a watchman. And you have to recognize what God has called you. Now look, nobody can just sit there and listen to this kind of stuff day after day after day and <laughs> not realize they're a watchman. You have been called to be a watchman to get this out to the best of your ability. Now, in, in, again, well, let me read it twice because you need to get it. And I guess I need to put this up on our download session uh, a section in our our website so you can get a copy of this. And we will work on doing that. I'll let you know about that. But anyway, let's read it again. So these are the audible words he heard, dated 10-23-2018. Son, do not be afraid to speak of the lateness of the hour. And as I read this, brothers and sisters, uh, look, if you listen on a regular basis, 
I want you to take this as if this is an audible voice of God speaking to you. Yes, I know it was spoken to Marty Breeden. But if you'll listen to what it says here, it's really saying to all of his people. So if you're a watchman, if you listen to this broadcast pretty regular, you're a watchman. This is orders from the king. Son, do not be afraid to speak of the lateness of the hour, nor of the desolation to come. Now, pause just a second. You have to understand that most people don't like you. They don't like, and it's not your face. It's not your personality. It's what you say. You see, almost every conversation you get in, you wind up talking about Jesus. You wind up talking about the last days. It has to come out. It can't stay in you. If you're a real watchman, it can't. So they don't like you because you talk about the return of the Lord. You talk about things that they need to be aware of. And yes, I will also say that I've had watchmen come up to me and they push <laughs> push things on me. And I, I understand their heart. I know. But let me also give you a caution, caution as a as a watchman. Be sure that you're not offensive on purpose. Always try to be very kind and try to be sensitive. Try not to push it too hard. So let me start that sentence again. I'll try to read through without too many more comments. Son, do not be afraid to speak of the lateness of the hour, nor of the desolation to come. I have told my prophets, my watchmen, my servants, and my handmaidens to warn, and they have. Why did he say it that way? What If you just put your name in that sentence, he was just talking to you. Look, watchmen, prophets, watchmen, servants, handmaidens, that's everybody. That's everybody. That's you. In mercy, I always warn. I always warn. Do not be afraid of what the world says. Do not be afraid of what some of my own people say. You speak forth what I show you and that which I have put in your mouth. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Meaning, this world that we live in right now languisheth. Means it is running out of time. The sun is running out of heat. This whole world is running out of time. The stopwatch is just about to hit stop. That's what it's saying. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Tell them, I am coming soon. For I have said in my word, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, what that's saying is just like I heard, as I've told you many times, August the 8th of 2015, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded into my heart is, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. And then Pastor Macy said, no, they're not going to be double portion miracles. They're going to be sevenfold miracles. Well, that fits, doesn't it? Because Jesus says, if you believe in me and my works, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Well, no one's taught Jesus' works yet, but it's saying they are meaning sevenfold miracles are coming. Let's go on. Last sentence. But do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. There's a scripture in Revelation that says, And him that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same shall, will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a the rod of iron, and as the vessels of a potter they should be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. Now, 
in my opinion, I believe that that saying is, if you overcome. Now, that's not talking about just accepting Jesus. That's not the New Testament definition of overcomer there. That's the Revelation definition of the overcomer. And based upon, well, here, I'll tell you, there, here's another place in Revelation. I'll just quote it. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God that had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark in their forehead or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Those are the overcomers. The only way you can become an overcomer based upon what I've seen in Revelation, and I've memorized it, is you have to, A, live in the time of the beast. You have to have the opportunity to take the mark, to worship the image, to receive the mark of his name or the number of his name, and refuse it. means that you can't just have already died and become an overcomer like Revelation is talking about. This is, what are these? And who are they arrayed in white raiment? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, these are they which came out of great tribulation, and washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they before the throne, and serve him day and night in his temple. That, brothers and sisters, are the overcomers. You want to be an overcomer? That what you have to do is stick to it. You don't give up. You don't take the mark. You don't worship the beast. I'm telling you, it's coming. I think it's probably five, seven seven years away, maybe only two or three. Look, why are we getting all of these increase in Jesus visiting and talking and telling people, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon. Why is this happening, brothers and sisters? I'll tell you what's happening. It's happening because it's really getting close. Now, on to the next thing. July thirteenth, two 2008, Leslie, my wife, prophet, I was looking down upon the central United States from a bird's eye view. I saw animals fleeing higher to higher ground. All animals were helping each other to survive this catastrophe. Birds were carrying nuts in their beaks, helping squirrels and chipmunks get to higher ground. People were scattering everywhere. The scene changed. All of a sudden, I was on top of a house, talking with a couple frantically trying to save their house. They were bracing for huge waves of water heading for their home. They were in a state of total confusion. Waves were hitting all of the houses in the area. Debris and broken glass were everywhere. And I said, you know, we're four blocks away from the lake, as if to indicate the waves of water are going to go further inward than just their house. I knew the wall of water was about to destroy all of the houses four blocks away and beyond. And I said, I know how dangerous Lake Erie can be. My grandparents had a home there, and sometimes the waves would splash so high they came over the road and almost up into the front door. Then I awoke. That morning, at the Spirit of Prophecy Church in Plano, the dream came back to me. And at the front of the church, we had a map of the United States taped to the floor used for intercessory prayer. During the church service, I looked at the map, and immediately the Lord had me relive the dream. I asked one of the congregation members to put his finger on Tupelo, Mississippi. I was strongly impressed to look at a triangle formed by Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, and Tupelo, Mississippi. And the Lord showed me an earthquake will take place somewhere between Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, and Tupelo, Mississippi. 
I was impressed that Lake Michigan and Lake Erie will empty down to at least Tupelo, Mississippi, and perhaps even further south. A few months earlier, one of our congregation members brought a guest to church. The guest asked for a personal prophecy. Normally, I only prophesied to congregation members, but in this case, I made an exception. I prophesied major destruction would come to the area the man was thinking of moving to. I warned him not to move to that area. After the prophecy was completed, then we began talking and asked the man to what city he was thinking of moving to, and he said, yeah, you guessed it, Tupelo, Mississippi. Now, I think that there is, I've talked about this several broadcasts lately, I think that in the prophecy given to Demetri Dudeman, March 29 of 1997, and he says, the voice spoke again and said, tell my people that I tried to wake them up through powerful storms, fires, floods, and earthquakes, but even then they would not wake up. This is why I will pour out my wrath when they least expect it. Now, here's the way we would say that today. I tried to wake America up by burning the fires over on the Pacific coast, California, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, a lot of fires. I also tried to wake them up by sending hurricanes to hit everything from Hawaii to Puerto Rico, several on Florida, several down on the south coast and south Texas. But they wouldn't wake up, so then I had to send earthquakes. And I believe that earthquakes are soon to hit. You watch. When the violence starts in America, you watch the earthquakes will start. Now, I believe this one earthquake about Tupelo, Mississippi, you see, these these earthquakes are on a sliding scale also. The more evil there, there is, then the, the more harsh Jesus hits. And so this earthquake that has to do with Tupelo, Mississippi, doesn't sound to me like the meteor. That sounds to me like one of the first earthquakes. Again, it's a sliding scale. If there's a lot of evil in America, you can count on it. There'll be a lot of judgment falling. I want to close this broadcast with a prayer. Now, if you've been listening a while, you know that one of my racquetball buddies died. I mean, he was dead, in my opinion, anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes. He was gone. He was not breathing. There was no pulse. His eyes were all popped out. Uh, there was no, he was, he was gone. And I laid my hands on him very quietly. And I just said in a whisper, I said, Lord, bring him back in Jesus name. Now, here's something I didn't tell you about that story. I didn't get the word name out. As soon as I said Jesus at the end of the us part of Jesus, all of a sudden the guy took a deep breath, (gasps) a really deep breath. All of a sudden he started breathing. His eyes were blinking. He had a strong pulse. All immediately. I saw the power of the name of Jesus. I didn't even get to the word name. So why? Why did God show me that? I believe he's showing me a little sample of what is about to start happening to all of us. I believe you listening right now. I believe you're called to be a watchman. And you're called to start using those sevenfold miracles when the time comes. So I want to pray a prayer, and I tell you the story because I want you to know that I know that ever since then, God has put power in my prayers, and I believe my prayers are powerful. They are answered. God listens to them, and I want to send you a blessing. 
Lord, these people that are listening, these people that are your prophets, your servants, your watchmen, your handmaidens, Lord, I I pray a blessing. I anoint them in the spirit that you would open their eyes and let them see. You would give them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams and showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt. Give them an excellent spirit. Help them to conduct themselves wisely. Let them hear your voice and speak forth with righteousness as you send them forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Over 150 conferences and 50 debates defending the King James Version gives Adam Johnson the right to tell us what is the best Bible version in his new triple DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits, available at prophecyclub.com, gift of $45, prophecyclub.com.